Hello everyone, uh, this is Charles uh, with another uh, episode of Musings for the uh, Film and Podcast. And so uh, in this episode, I'm just going to be going over this uh, pretty interesting uh, article in the newsletter, uh, in the Zima Red uh, newsletter uh, titled AI plus NFTs, what is an INFT? Uh, the author of this uh, article is uh, Arif Khan, and I think, excuse me, uh, this uh, newsletter is written by uh, Andrew Steinwald. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly, uh, apo- and uh, apologies if I uh, mispronounced uh, any of the names of the people I just mentioned uh, previously. <laughs> uh, so just uh, introducing uh, Arif Khan. Uh, he's one of the founders of Aletheia AI, and uh, just mentioned this is like a sponsored post on Zuma Red, so uh, also a guest post as well. Uh, so uh, Aletheia is just working on trying to add functionality to NFTs by uh, imbuing them with uh, uh, intelligence via GPT-3. Uh, not exactly sure how they're using GPT-3, but you know I'll probably look into that uh, sometime later. <laughs> But uh, it's you know interesting though because you know adding functionality to NOTs uh, makes them even more uh, viable, but also really really cool. So uh, what uh, they're gonna be talking about uh, in this uh, article are intelligent uh, NFTs. And uh, sorry for just saying NOTs, but NFTs uh, is an acronym for non fungible tokens, uh, which are t- uh, tokens which are meant to be unique uh, on the blockchain. Uh, of course, uh, the contents that the NFT uh, might relate to might not be unique, but uh, the token itself is is meant uh, to be unique. Uh, so yeah, so they're trying to make a interactive versions of NFTs with the GPT three, which is of course put up by uh, OpenAI with their API. Even though uh, you can't necessarily just get the API, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what uh, that's what they're working on. Okay, and so here I'll, I'll just actually start just going through uh, through the article, and this one is written by uh, Arif Khan. Uh, so he just uh, starts off uh, in the introduction, just talking about how you know humans we have constantly been working on creating uh, new, more uh, uh, richer ways of just rendering the world around us through uh, through media. And of course, you know, starts with images, moves with virtual worlds, but we're always creating new media, uh, consuming uh, media, and you know, just making better, <laughs> better versions. And then, uh, uh, yeah, after that nice little introduction, he talks about the internet's original sin, but uh, I really wouldn't call it a sin. You know, it kind of depends, you know, what you see the intent of the internet actually is. Uh, because he says uh, uh, here in the article that. You know, the internet's great, and, you know, uh, it's great for transferring information cheaply, but it doesn't help transfer value. So you can't, uh, you know, transfer value across uh, the net. And uh, this unfortunately led to uh, centralized gatekeepers uh, controlling information flows, uh, you know, on the internet. And uh, that's, you know, the creatives have really been uh, sacrificed uh, at the altar. So, you know, people who create content kind of get destroyed by, you know, uh, the gatekeepers, which is actually very true. Uh, 
unfortunately. Though I, I wouldn't necessarily say that's the entrance original sin. That's you know, it's kind of an interesting, quite, uh, interesting point. It's like, you know, it's not actually a sin of, you know, like uh, Tim Berners-Lee since he you know, made the World Wide Web. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, it's a sin that he didn't necessarily add, you know, value uh, to the internet originally, I'm like I can't necessarily say it is because it seems to the intention of the uh, of the world web the whole time was actually just to transfer information. You know, if you look at you know HTML, you know it's made to be really easy to use. Add some tags, send you know make a page and just send the information, send some data from one place to another. Like to me, it seems as if it kind of did what it was supposed to do, and not necessarily a sin because that would kind of uh, you know, it feels like there's some intentionality there. It feels like it's implying that you know he kind of for, you know Tim Berners Lee forgot something. Sorry, Sir Tim Berners Lee forgot something. But I don't necessarily think that's true. I think you know what Tim Berners Lee was trying to do was you know make it easy to send information from one place to another, and that's what it did. Uh, you know, now that we've grown to have e-commerce, now we can see that you know we maybe should have had that in the beginning. But you know, it's like you know if you look at you know, the early web, the early, you know, internet, most people weren't doing e-commerce. <laughs> you know, e-commerce started off really slow and then really, you know, picked up. But originally, you just had people sending, you know, files, games, playing games. You know, it, you know there wasn't as much, you know, e-commerce back then. So, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call that a sin. And I think, uh, you know, we know some people do say that, you know, the web, you know, it's kind of like a sin that then, I mean, at the time, it didn't really seem like a sin when it came out, so you know, I wouldn't, uh, you know, so call that sin of the of, of, uh, of the Royal Web when it originally came out. Okay, and so and then of course we got this nice little uh, intro to uh, to NFTs. Uh, so uh, here's the definition from uh, Chris Dixon uh, mentioned in the article. So NOTs are blockchain-based records that uniquely represent pieces of media. Uh, the media can be anything digital, including art, videos, music, GIFs, or GIFs, like how I prefer them, <laughs> uh, games, text, memes, and code. Uh, though I would like to say, you know, represent pieces of media it could technically represent just any data. So, you know, really shouldn't a constraint to just media, even though that's what it seems like... Uh, where it gets most of its uh, 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 usage, but one point uh, that uh, 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 Rifcon makes is that's one of the things that's being neglected right now uh, is programmability and making programmable intelligence. And so, one of the things uh, they mentioned is that you know even though NFTs you know have uh, you know code for defining royalty payouts, you know. Uh, 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 pay splits. You know, people haven't really dived yet into programmable NFTs, uh, but there was some work on that with like generative art and like art blocks. So, you know, there'll be a lot of really cool, uh, really cool things. And one of the things he mentions as well is that the of uh, this thing called the oncoming intelligence revolution, which seems like a, a really interesting article. Well, actually, it's a report by uh, Ark Invest about. Uh, you know, adding, well, programmability to kind of everything. Uh, so yeah, that's a pretty interesting uh, report, but uh, uh, I'm not going to get into this as long. <laughs> but uh, you guys can uh, all take a look at it. Uh, I'll probably include a link. 
Uh, so, you know, it's just, just what's the only thing I want to do. I want to put, you know, embed AI into NFTs so you can make programmable NFTs, uh, which he calls uh, intelligent NFTs or INFTs. And by doing that, you know, uh, you can have some interactivity. And, uh, you know, possibly, uh, you know, some pretty cool uh, intelligence later on. And so I uh, specifically just up Alethea, you know, just add, uh, you know, GPT-3, uh, uh, GPT-3 prompt has parts of the smart contract. So it actually puts the code uh, on chain. So it's not, you know, just a reference to something off chain. You actually put the code on chain. And uh, let's see here. Uh, so you know, once you have the prompts, and the prompts provides interactivity, you add you know whatever you want uh, to the prompts, and then from there you should be able to get <laughs> some outputs that lets you uh, uh, interact with the uh, NFTs. So yeah, uh, that's and then you know. Arafcon kind of goes into Aletheia AI a little bit, given us uh, a couple examples. So uh, here's one with a CryptoPunk rap battle on Twitch 24-7. Oh, that sounds freaking horrible. Uh, so in you know, this one, CryptoPunk will be able to talk to you and rap against another CryptoPunk crypto in a battle <laughs> watched by millions. Yeah, that just sounds horrible. But, you know, that's kind of the idea is just making it that, you know, can talk to you and, you know, interact uh, so yeah, so that's kind of the, kind of the idea. And so, you know, kind of goes a little bit more into, uh, Aletheia AI, but uh, it's not really that important to, uh, to INFTs. And then we move on, uh, in the article to engineering intelligence secure, uh, sorry, scarcity, uh, which is one of the headings. And so here I have conscious time about you know, how, you know, having intelligence, uh, NFTs, uh, it's kind of like, you know, splendid atom, you know, at least all of energy, but it just opens up the whole design space. So, you know, wanting to turn NFTs into intelligent, non-fungible, scarce assets, but, uh, you know, this will help, you know, open the, uh, social moral dimension and the emotional dimension to, uh, to NFTs. And with intelligent NFTs, they can really represent anything. So one of the things uh, that's mentioned uh, in our calls, like, you know, what about to represent old language structures, um, you know, virtual beings, land. But, uh, you know, so it wouldn't just be value, but it could also have, you know, uh, meaning and narrative. So you could attach narratives as well. And, of course, you know, how does that work with our uh, morality and value systems? So, you know, just interesting thoughts there. And then lastly, and you know, mentioning some of the characteristics of INFTs. So uh, first, you know, you have embedded intelligence. So you, you know, this are the problems from GPT three, and of course, it's stored on chain, so it's immutable. Which will, of course, let you have a conversation, uh, self learning. So it should be able to uh, uh, accrue new knowledge and therefore have. New forms of intelligence as you know time goes on. Uh, permissionless, so universally usable and censorship resistant. Uh, metaverse agnostic, so it should be available anywhere on the internet, regardless of the platform. Uh, valuable and fractionable. 
and the and the value that accrues to be accessible to the owner, creator, and its communities. Uh, token based and uh, should be uh, an ERC seven twenty one or ERC one thousand one hundred and fifty five. Sorry, uh, NFT. So yeah, so those are the characteristics of INFTs, and that's pretty much it for the article. Uh, I hope you guys liked it. I thought it was pretty interesting, so I just wanted to share that with you. Just the expansion of uh, of NFTs and you know kind of where people are seeing uh, NFTs uh, take us from here. Um, so yeah, it's kind of similar to, you know, kind of similar to what, uh, uh, Artblocks is doing, though they're not necessarily making generative art, but, you know, adding, you know, somewhat, uh, you know, some intelligence entities. Uh, so you could, I mean, kind of for most part, there's just like machine learning, just adding some machine learning to an NFT. But, uh, you know, that's kind of similarity there, but, you know, just adding some form of intelligence or a way of, you know, connecting people to, uh, unfortunately they're not doing it here but you know connecting people to you know the code so you actually have the code on chain and i think that's really the the interesting part you know once you add the code on chain it's like technically becomes mutable so you know an actual smart contract so you know some interesting things there so yeah uh thanks for listening uh to this episode i hope you guys really enjoyed it uh if you have any questions comments or concerns uh, or you can spot any errors, please send a message uh, at ledgerback at gmail.com or send me a message uh, on Twitter at C-A-D-J-O-V-U. Uh, once again, thanks for listening, and I hope you come by for uh, the next episode. Once again, this episode is you know, produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Charles Jovu. Uh, you know, if you're looking for... Uh, you know, additional information on the alternative internet, especially on ways that, you know, things will converge on the alternative internet into, uh, uh, really into one <laughs> big set of tools and movements. Uh, you know, check out Ledgerback at ledgerback.coop. Uh, you know, if you have any questions, come to Ledgerback Slack. Uh, you know, head up, uh, destroyed our newsletter on Substack, uh, D-I-S-T-R-O-I-D, or just the Ledgerback Substack. And uh, yeah, yeah. And once again, any questions, send me a message.